further ado let's get into it all right let's get this show moving it's the weekend it's it's uh friday night i mean uh it's saturday morning because i record these live uh yeah so uh we're gonna get through this really quickly but i uh, just wanted to get you guys a weekend update i said i would so i wanted to follow through on that for you guys um let's talk about the picks this weekend if you're sitting there and uh it's saturday the rest of the draft will resume at noon on Saturday, and that will it will end after they do the fourth through seventh rounds. But the the second and third rounds concluded th- th- this evening, and it means the Steelers have their next two have their two picks in. The first pick came at Chase Claypool, uh, wide receiver out of Notre Dame, which was a surprise for a lot of draft experts out there. Uh, a lot of people had him slated going in the third round or maybe later because uh, people didn't like the way that he ran a lot of his routes. Um, I also had him slated for the third round. I thought he'd be a great stealer pick in the middle rounds because of, you know, they needed that that big speed guy on the outside. You know, we've all talked about the want of another Martavis type of player. But uh, according to what we're hearing and what, you know, Dale Lawley was telling me from uh, from the, the, the stuff that he was hearing when he was on the conference calls with the Steelers about everything, he's telling me that the, that basically the Steelers are attesting that they uh they value Chase Claypool extremely high and they thought there was no way he would get to that part of the second round and so they felt like jumping at it uh, and it's interesting because there were 10 wide receivers picked before Chase Claypool uh and uh you have to wonder where uh you know you know where they they actually ranked him on their own board of course they'll, they'll never actually reveal that probably until many years later but uh Chase Claypool Big big star wide receiver had 13 touchdowns over a thousand yards on 66 catches for Notre Dame last year. Uh, I wrote a whole article breaking him down for DK Pittsburgh Sports this weekend. Uh, if you want to check it, I posted it in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. If you're not part of the Locked On Steelers Facebook group, I suggest you go now. Uh, just go and ask to join. Just search Locked On Steelers on Facebook. Ask to join the group. I'll add you as soon as possible. Uh, we now have over 550 loyal Locked On listeners that are in there every day talking it up, joking it up. Uh, yeah, I'm in there as well, making jokes with the guys, uh, the guys and gals. We have a nice, diverse group in there. Um, but anyways, my point is, I've got a whole breakdown in film on DK Pittsburgh Sports. You can find it there. You can also find it um, out on DKPittsburghSports.com and on my Twitter page, at Carter Critiques. Uh, but... The basics here is that Claypool is huge. I mean, he's he's six, six foot four. He's almost two hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, that's that's ridiculous for a wide receiver. Uh, you know, it's comparable to a tight end for for a lot of people. But he runs a four four two, uh, so he's he's extremely fast. Uh, you know, he doesn't have in short spaces. He's not elite. You know, he's not the guy that's going to have those core twitch muscles that get him the kind of separation that Deontay Johnson does in short spaces. But what he does do. Uh, is that he has that top-end speed, and people have to respect that. And when they don't, 
it uh it comes back to bite them and if they try to, if they're not if they're not really high up in their technique or pretty strong themselves if they try to press them at the line uh it becomes a challenge because a punch to a guy that weighs 230 pounds almost with a six foot four frame uh a punch from a 510 cornerback doesn't mean a, a whole lot um so uh, it, it's uh, you know if you go if you go look at his tape, a lot of times he would just kind of release off the line without having to really work on it too much because he you know no one was going to keep him there. Uh, and a few times he didn't get off the line well. You know you saw cornerbacks use better technique. You know some doubling up on him. Uh, but Chase Claypool absolutely a playmaker. Uh, you know and it's going to be that combination of size and speed that makes him such a threat for the Steelers. And, and I know what you're probably thinking. And you're like, oh wow, they went and got a fourth wide receiver already. Yeah. So now that means they have a slate of four guys that they feel that they feel extremely confident about. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster, and now Chase Claypool, big guy. Uh, fast guy, and, and and that's the craziest thing about it. He has the fastest 40th time out of any of these guys. Um, he's the tallest out of any of these guys. Uh, so I mean, you know, I I don't uh, I, I don't want to say that they're the young money crew. In fact, no, no, no. We're gonna stop this right now. Nobody give this group a nickname. Don't give them a nickname because they you gave them you call them the young money crew, and then they broke up. You called them the killer bees, and then AB went insane, and Le'Veon Bell wanted a contract he was never gonna get. So I'm gonna give you a suggestion right now. Before we get to this point, don't call these guys a nickname because something bad's going to happen and it's going to be gone before we even get to to see this. But it's going to be very interesting with the with this highly talented group uh, who stays and you know what and what happens and and what does this mean for Juju? You know, his contract's up after this year. Does this mean he's definitely gone? Locked. We have a lot of time to answer those questions, but. Quick, quick talk about the other draft pick, Alex Highsmith, uh, edge rusher from Charlotte, uh, former walk-on there. He had 13 sacks last year. Uh, I, I like Highsmith. I thought he was more of a fourth-rounder guy, um, but he has a, a very good motor. Um, he's a guy that when he when he gets after a play, he doesn't he doesn't stop. He gets good positioning. Uh, you see him fight through fight through blocks. You, you see him fighting with his hands, his foot. I like his foot drive. You don't see him give up on plays. Like whenever, even if he's initially beat, if you get to the spot before he does, he will keep finding a way to to pick at you. Um, and what makes him such an effective edge rusher sometimes is that when you uh, when when you say say when a guy thinks he hasn't beat, a lot of offensive linemen will be like, okay, well I'm in position, he can't do anything, and then you keep working, and all of a sudden, you know he's he's busting he's busting through that that edge, and now he's collapsing the pocket, forcing the quarterback to run away, and he does a good job chasing down quarterbacks. Uh, uh, both uh, the Clemson's offensive line and Dabo Sweeney, the coach, uh, they they both said that he was the toughest guy that they faced in the pass rush last year. So, uh, Alex Highsmith, a good player, and I've. We we all knew that they needed to address defensive depth at some point, uh, but uh, you know whether they would do it with the linebacker picks, uh, you, know, you know, inside linebacker, off ball coverage guy, or edge rusher was the question. And they went and got their edge rusher with the third round pick. Uh, not mad at that at all. But it does seem, and Dale Lolly tweeted this out at one point during the you know during the draft as well when um, when Malik Harrison got selected by the uh by, by the ravens and you know dale brought up a great point he's like i've been doing this for years this it, 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 he's like the steelers and the ravens have almost the same identical draft boards all the time because 
according to Dale, that you know the Steelers ha- had a high high respect for J.K. Dobbins, but they had a higher respect on Chase Claypool. Uh, he said that they they he had he had reports that they were interested in Malik Harrison if he fell to them, but the Ravens took him right before the Steelers could. Um, and uh, Devin Duvernay was also a receiver that they like, and that was another player that, Steel- that the Ravens got from him. Uh, so I mean, it's uh, it's very interesting, and I mean, we've seen this for years. I mean, C.J. Mosley uh, and Ryan Chazier, the years that they were picked. Um, they were, you know, the, the, the Steelers looked at CJ Mosley as well. They were like, man, like, you know, if Ryan CJ wasn't here, maybe that's the guy, you know, there's a, these, these two teams are similar for a reason. Uh, and, and that's one thing that, that, you know, you heard Mike Tomlin talk about a lot is, uh, is, you know, uh, you know, they, they play football the way we want to play football and vice versa. And that's part of what made them such great rivals for so long is that they, they think similarly, they draft similarly and they, uh, they target their guys and, and go out and they execute. Um, so, uh, that's, that's going to be very interesting to see how the Steelers continue to move forward. They got two picks in the fourth round coming up. Um, and I'm interested to see how they play this because, uh, we knew that they weren't going to go quarterback early. Um, there's some people talking about, you know, maybe going quarterback in the fourth round if Jake Fromm's still around or Jacob Eason or one of those guys. I'm not still, I'm still not certain that's actually going to happen. Um, you know, you still got linebackers like Akeem Gaithers-Davis out there, um, and that would also address the the off-ball cover linebacker position. Uh, you still got Troy Dye out of Oregon who would address that same position. You still got Kavon Wallace, uh, safety out of Clemson, uh, which would which would address that the depth at that position. Um, so there's a lot of different ways the Steelers could still go with with this draft. Um, uh, but one thing's for sure. They uh, they got their offensive playmaker, their touchdown producer, and they were able to get uh, a, a a depth defensive player. And uh, Kevin Colbert's already basically said like, oh, they they've told Highsmith that he's go that he's gonna be he should be ready to play uh, significant snaps as their number three edge rusher position. It also calls into question what's the future of Bud Dupree? Is this are they gonna try and get him an extension? We'll see, but. I'm not gonna like I said. I'm this. I was gonna keep this brief, but that that's it. So we know that Chase Claypool, Alex Highsmith, all off the board for the Steelers. They are they're they're now going to be your top rookies going into camp. Let's see who the Steelers pick. Remember the NFL draft resumes noon Eastern time on uh, sat on Saturday. So if you get the chance to watch, you'll see. And this this is also I was I gotta say I was impressed how fast the draft went. Uh, this, this 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 time around because usually I was waiting I'd be waiting a lot longer for those for those picks to come in but um, so I expect expect it to move quickly if you want to see the Steelers picks I assume the first two picks that they have might come even within the first hour because uh, it's the fourth round so they're probably going to be moving so uh, don't don't be late get you get get there it's going to be a fun time hit me up anytime if you have any questions and all that again join the Facebook group Locked On Steelers where we're talking about all the time you can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. Uh, and get, check out DKPittsburghSports.com now because we got we got a lot of stuff on the site getting you ready, uh, just showing you all the results and all the different takes and all the interviews that are out there. Again, this has been a special edition of the Locked On Steelers podcast, getting you through the draft weekend. I'll be back Monday talking about the rest of the draft. So rest assured, we'll be going over all these picks in even more depth all next week. Again, Chris Carter signing out.